first weekend of, Jul- of July, yeah. The first weekend of June. So you know what that means, right? It is wedding season. That's right. Wedding season is upon us. I'm actually doing four weddings in the next couple of months and two marriage renewals and um, renewing their vows. And I know that many of you are going to weddings uh, sometime this summer. In fact, some of you went to a wedding last week, I heard. Well, do you know who loves weddings more than anybody in the whole world? Anybody want to guess who loves weddings more than anybody in the whole world? God, that's, I love it. That's a good church answer, but believe it or not, I'm way far away from that on this one. Anyone want to take another shot at who loves weddings more than anybody? Who? Brides, weddings, no, no, no. All right, I'm going to tell you who it is. I'm going to give you a little um, audio clues. I tell you, it's cool and the game. Kick it. Yeah. Any wedding you go to, if they have a DJ, they will play this song. And people will start bopping their heads. And they'll do that overbite thing. And then they'll go on the dance floor and they'll bust out a move. Yeah. Yeah, you can. That's, that's enough cool in the game. I have never bought a Cool in the Gain album, a Cool in the Gain 8-track, a Cool in the Gain cassette, CD, but I know that song by heart because of all the weddings I have gone to, right? I mean, that thing just, that's like the, I used to call that the Roman Catholic wedding theme, that one, Cool and the Gain. And um, I think the reason it has lasted so long and been so successful is because we like to celebrate. In fact, someone just told me as they were leaving that in 1984 at the Democratic National Convention, uh, Walter Mondale played that song when he got nominated. Now check your history. It didn't work out too good for him. But anyways, um, they were still celebrating because we like to celebrate. We like to celebrate birthdays. We like to celebrate graduation. Some of you are going to be doing that very soon. And we like to celebrate weddings. But today... Uh, We're going to celebrate something that is way more important than all of those put together. Today, we're going to celebrate life change in Jesus Christ. There's nothing more important to celebrate, I believe, than life change in Jesus Christ. So we're going to celebrate that today. And then I'm going to share with you a few things that we're going to do in the future here to keep the celebration going. But let's get the party started by going to the next slide here. And this is the first thing that we're going to talk about. Life change happens when someone gives their life to Christ and we celebrate, right? When someone gives their life to Christ for the first time or recommits their life to Christ, their life changes and we celebrate. And it's biblical. If you look in Luke chapter 15, it starts in verse 11. It's called the parable of the lost son. We're going to pick it up in verse 21. What you need to know if you don't know this parable is that there is a son who decides that he wants his inheritance before his dad dies. His dad, give me my money so I can go party. So he does, and he leaves his family, and he goes off, and he wastes the money, doing terrible things with it. He finds himself broke, destitute, hungry, face down, wish he could eat the food that the pigs were eating. He goes back to his father to repent. And of course, Jesus is telling this story to make an illustration of what it's like for one of us, to go back to God and repent. 
And so this is what happens. Verse 21. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to what? Celebrate good. Come on, you all know it. Come on. No, I won't make a sentence. But you know it, right? And if cool in the game was that old, you know that dad would be cranking that as the party with the son. But the point they're trying to make here is this son's life is changed forever. Our lives are changed forever when we give our lives to Christ, and it's a reason to celebrate. And what's really cool about this is that this past year, we had children, and we had teenagers, and we had adults that gave their lives to Christ for the first time, or recommitted their lives to Christ. And we celebrated, and we got to be a part of that. And I use that term, and it's, I think it's important. We got to be. God didn't need us, but he allowed us to celebrate, to be a part of that. And that's exciting. But that's not the only thing that we got to celebrate. Let's go to the second one, the second slide here. Life change happens when someone grows in the relationship with Christ. You see, we're not just about having people give their lives to Christ and then being done with them. We want to see you pursue holiness. We want to see you grow in your relationship with Christ. And when that happens... We celebrate. Now again, this is biblical. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 3, Paul does not use the word celebrate, but you know what he's saying. He says, we always thank God. In other words, he's celebrating by thanking God. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints. So Paul is celebrating that these Colossians are growing in their relationship with Christ. Now here's the cool thing. This past year, we've had children, teenagers, and adults all growing in their relationship with Christ, and we got to be a part of it. So we get to celebrate that. Now, I wish I had a video of children and adults experiencing these things. I don't. That's something we'll work on for next year, but we do have a video clip. So let's bring the lights down here. We do have a video clip. Not yet. We do a video clip um, of our teens experiencing this kind of life change. It was from NTS camp that they went to last summer that they're going again this summer. And that's why we're doing the chicken barbecue to help them raise money. But let's watch this video clip now and see the life change in these kids' lives. Staring into your eyes makes my heart come alive. Suddenly brought to life when I met you Reaching beyond the skies, running deep, stretching wide Perfect love realized, here with you Now this love is for real, you will never let go, never let go Words left beyond my control Out of control This is real love This is real love This is real love 
helped me so much. It's just, at, at some of the nights with worship, it, I, it, I told this to Paula, it just felt as if someone had just opened up like the side of the wall and just poured in the Holy Spirit and it was just amazing and I started crying but the worship was so glorious and it was just I feel like I got so much closer to him like as my dad as my Lord as my Savior and it was just it was amazing and I can't wait for next year. At NTS camp God showed me how to share my faith throughout the world using his love how we sinned and how he paid the debt on the cross for all of our sins. Paul just did that. He was being stoned in a city. After he was stoned, he was thrown out of the city. He was still alive, and then right after that, he went back in. And this shows that perseverance is a key. And At Houghton College, God has shown me the light in the sense that I no longer want to be a youth leader just to stick around with some local youth group and hang out with my friends. I now want to become a youth leader, whether it be at my church or not, and actually draw people closer to God. Hope. During Never the Same Camp, I discovered that no matter what I do or how bad this, my sin is, that God always forgives me. Also, during worship, I discovered that I want to be a missionary. Learned that it's very important to have an amazing connection with God, and you should talk to Him as much as you can. It doesn't matter if you need something. Uh, or whatever you want to talk to him. You should always talk to him. You should talk to him about your intentions and you should thank him. God is such an important part in your life. He has unconditional love for you. It doesn't matter what you've done. You can just ask him and he'll forgive you. Me that Jesus can save us from our sins. So NTS camp taught me that God is everywhere when people are gathered and are just praising Him. And during the um, during one of the worships, I actually felt a call to ministry. So I'm gonna see where this leads me. This week at NTS camp, I learned that you can't outsing God's love. And no matter what you did, even if you think it was the worst thing ever, He will never stop loving you, and He'll always forgive you. NTS camp, I learned I became less shy than I used to be, and I learned that. I have to be out of my comfort zone to follow God. At NTS camp, it was the first time I've ever raised my hands to worship God, and I feel like it was the first time I've ever like received God's love in that way. NTS meant a lot to me. It really just it really changed my life, and now I don't I don't feel the need to carry other people's burdens on my shoulders. Their sins are not mine, so I don't need to worry about it anymore. And that's really how NTS changed me. Got it. All right. Now, the question is, now what? So now what do we do? Do we just say, whew, that was a good year. Let's take a nap. No, right? As I was thinking about that, I came across a scripture verse that I want to read. It's Matthew chapter 25. If you want to turn to it in your Bibles, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 is where we'll start. It's the parable of the talents, and I believe it's what God is uh, calling us to do as a church this coming year. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. 
Then he went on his way. And the man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I know that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seeds. So I was afraid, and I went out and I hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside in the darkness, where there will be weeping and the gnashing of teeth. I don't know if God's given us five talents, four talents, three talents, two talents, one talent. But I know he's blessed us. And he's given us a lot of people of all ages that we have to minister to. I think the best way to put it is this. Go to the next slide there. We have to do our best and let God do the rest. We know that God does the life change, right? God is the one that convicts people to give their lives to him. God is the one that helps people grow spiritually. He does the work, but we have to do our best. So we're going to do our best this coming year, and I'm going to give you some idea of what that's going to look like. As you can see, uh, when the kids are in here especially, it's getting a little tight in here, and it's actually getting a little tight with our kids' wings. So a little while ago, we put together a building committee, and they've been meeting. And I told you that part, but we haven't given you an update yet, so here's the update. Uh, they actually had a man from Maranatha Builders come here, and Maranatha was the one that built this building originally back in 1998. And then they went out and visited Maranatha and came back uh, with about 20 plus drawings uh, for possible expansion of our facilities now. So right now the building committee is looking at those drawings, trying to find which one is best to bring to the official board. And then once the official board chooses what to do, then we will show you that. But keep that in prayer. Because we want to be good stewards um, of our space, of our people, of our money. So we want to make sure that whatever we do, we do God's will. Now, leading up to that, there are some other things that we're going to be doing. And as you walk in the building, you see that we believe in worship, community, and service. So we're focusing on those three things. And so what we want to do, um, especially in the summer, we're going to start a series called That We Can Do More Together. Because we know that we need to recruit 
retrain and release more volunteers if we're going to be able to minister to all the people that are coming here. And we have a lot of places where people can volunteer. Um, This fall, we're going to have people be praying during the worship services, so you can volunteer for that. You can volunteer for the AV team. You can volunteer for the worship team. We especially need grow group leaders, small group leaders for our children, for our teenagers, and for our adults. Folks, last year we had 13 adult small groups, which is a lot. It's the most we've ever had, but we really could have used twice that much. So we need more adult grow group leaders. We want to encourage you to be praying about that. Now, on top of that, um, we're going to be doing something very soon that I think is very important. Um, Starting July 11th, we're going to start doing church prayer every Wednesday night from 6 to 7. We're going to gather in the sanctuary. There's going to be prayer stations. You don't have to stay the whole time. You don't have to pray out loud. We want you to come. We want you to pray for the church. We want you to pray for wisdom. We want you to pray uh, for direction. And we'll be doing that every Wednesday night throughout uh, the summer. Now let's go to our next steps because the next steps are simple today. I just want you to pray. Just pray. Pray that God will um, guide you and direct you to what he wants you to do in the coming months. Because, folks, we get to be a part of what God is doing. Life change is all around us. So the question is, how do you fit into that? And so we're going to be working on that. So we want you to pray for that. So that this fall, when we re-kick things off, we can do our best, right? Because we do our best, and God will do the rest. And God will continue to change lives. In fact, let's start by praying now. Lord, we do praise you and we thank you for life change. Lord, we thank you for the people that gave their lives to you for the first time. And we thank you for those who recommitted their lives to you. Father, we thank you for the life change and the growth that people experienced. And Father, again, we we thank you that we got to be a part of it. So Father, you have entrusted us with a very valuable, valuable thing. Lives. And Father, we just want to do our best. To do our best, Lord, not for us, but for you. For your glory. So Father, guide us and direct us as individuals. Lord, as a church. And Father, we pray that you will use us to reach so many people in our community that still need Jesus. And Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.